already started working to continue kind of in the line of some of the things Germany talked about this morning. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7. It says, For the Lord God will help me. Therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint. I have set my face like a flint. And I know that I will not be ashamed. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13. It says, watch, stand fast, stand fast in the faith. Be brave and be strong. Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 to 14. It says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I'm not there yet. There are a lot of things that are still needing to be done. He says, but one thing I do, one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So this morning I want to ask you two questions before we, I put the title up there. What will it honestly take for you as a believer to see all that God has promised you or all that you desire for God to do for you? What will it take to make it happen? Think about it. Second question, you've received a prophecy or a word. And it was spoken over you and it was told you, you are going to do this or you are going to be this. What will it take? Despite the challenges you are having, the limitations you are having, what will it really take for you to see that prophecy go from, I heard, to I have it. To have that word become flesh. The Bible says, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. What does it take to make the word of God to become flesh in your life? So today I'm going to talk about determination. Because I believe that is where sometimes the enemy cheats us. I'm going to talk about determination refusing to be denied. In my years now that I've been in ministry, in fact, over my life, I have seen three kinds of Christians. Three. There are those who walk. There are those who run. And there are those who fly, who soar like eagles. And so you would give a word, or you would get a scripture, a promise, and you will come back years later, and there are those that are still walking with that promise because they want to be among the crowd. There are those that have tried to run, and maybe they are still running, but they don't have the wind to lift them up like that eagle and to fly. And then you see some people, despite the limitations, the difficulties, the problems, the weakness that they have. 
You're seeing them taking that thing by the horns and, and running with it. And they're achieving everything God told them. This is the difference. Right there, determination. And so I believe God wants me to remind us of some things this morning. I'm not here this morning to teach you how to walk. You've walked enough. I'm not come here to tell you to run even. Because some of us have been doing that. I'm here to provoke you this morning. By the Spirit of the Lord, I'm here to provoke you. For you to fly. For you to soar. The Bible says we'll soar, run, and uh, uh, fly, I mean, by, by, by the wind. And, and we'll soar above. Fly above. And achieve that thing that God wants you to achieve. It's March now. We started this year by saying this is a year of great, not even just exploits, but great exploits. And as I teach here, and as I talk to you, I see everybody's face. I see the, 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 the fire. I see the, 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 the determination to do something. How do we maintain that fire? How do we keep that going? So God wants me to remind you of some things this morning. He doesn't want us to be chickens. We are not chickens. We are not meant to be among the crowd. Sometimes that's what, because we want so many people around us to tell us, yeah, you know, I'm suffering, the same thing's going on with me. If you're a chicken, yeah, that's fine, you have a whole lot of coop running around with you. If you want to run, sometimes you have fewer people. But have you ever seen an eagle flying in, in, in formations? You only have that one eagle flying alone. So we have to be okay with being alone. We have to be okay with being alone. If you look at the people that God used in the Bible, not to men, there was never a crowd. Don't wait for somebody to do that for you before you, you fly. You have, the Bible says, the power that raised Christ from the dead can also raise you up and cause you to fly. What is determination? Determination just says, I refuse to be denied. I refuse to give up. I refuse to quit. That's just what it is. That's my own definition. It just means I refuse to be denied. I am going to be what God says I am. I mean, some people say, oh, Pastor Angela, what, what I need, what I need to fly, what I need to soar, I don't have it. I don't have the money. I don't have the finances. I don't have the education. I don't have this. I don't have that. You can pray. You don't need money to pray. You can fast. You don't need money to fast. You can carry fire in your belly. You don't need money for that. You start with those and the money will come. You start with those and people will follow you and the influence will come. The word became flesh and dwelt among them. We need to start having that become a reality in our lives. No more excuses. No more excuses. I'm telling that to myself too. No more excuses. Time is going fast. Time is really going fast. We're already in March now. We had Christmas yesterday. Before you know it's December again, another year is gone. So God wants me to remind you of some things. Number one, you are a world changer. 
Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 to 14, it says you are the salt of the earth. He didn't say you are the salt of the church. He says you are the salt of the earth. For if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled, trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world, not the light of the church. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. How determined are we to be the light to those that are not just here? When we live here today, in the world where we are, Jesus is saying to us that we are, we are the ones to guide them. We are the ones to lead them. We are the ones to show them the way. Because once he puts the light inside of us, it is now our turn to light other people. And he says you are the salt. It is you that gives flavor to them. It is you that stops the decay because that is what salt does. Salt prevents decay. He says you are the one that will prevent decay. And so for us to do that, we have to have a determination in our hearts that I'm going to be that. No matter what is, even if there's decay going on in my life, I'm going to, to, to climb above that so that my life can be, add flavor and stop decay in another person's life. You are a world changer. You are, you are not a nobody. You are somebody that Jesus died for, you received him, you are somebody, you can make a difference. We must not think, oh, small me. No, you are not small. No matter what it is you've been through, no matter what it is you are going through, you are not a nobody. Look at this scripture here, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, but God has chosen... The foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. That's what he's saying here. Even if you feel foolish, God can use you to shame the wise. Even if you feel that you are weak, you're not, you don't have what it takes, God can still use you to put to shame those that think they are mighty. The way I've seen it in this position I've been in, in this year and a half or so now, it's not a year and a half, only you can tell yourself you can't do it. No matter what people say, if they say you are a failure, as long as you don't agree with them, you are not a failure. But the day you agree with them is the day you become a failure. It's here. It's what you think. It's what you accept. Number two, anything is possible. Anything is possible. If you want it bad enough, you can have it. The question is how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? That marriage you want, you can have it. That kind of job you want, you can have it. That kind of education, you can have it. That business, you can have it. That ministry, you can have it. Those having it and doing it, they don't have green blood running in their veins. It's all red blood we have. You can do anything. 
The Bible says, Jesus himself said in Matthew 19, 26, 26, he looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but not with God. He says, but with God, all things are possible. If you are there and you know you are with God, that's what he's saying, so you have to make sure you are with God. Because if you are not with God, nothing is going to work for you. But if you are with God, and God is on your side, and God is holding you up, there's nothing that would be impossible to you. So whatever it is, you can do it. Do we see ourselves the way God sees us? Have you noticed the scriptures? God never says anything opposite or negative about us. Every prophecy of God, every word of God, when God is talking to you, God is talking to you based on what he already sees you as. And it's up to us to begin to see ourselves that way too. Amen? Now, will it be easy to make things possible? No. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. That's number three. It won't be easy. Any success you have, be it in the secular world and be it in ministry, is 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. It's 10% of this, of that, is 90% of this. And we want it turned the other way. We want it most of the time to be 90% of of that and 10% of this. No. No. My mom will always say, go, keep, keep doing that work. Nobody ever drowned in their sweat. No matter how you sweat, how much of it you sweat, you won't drown. So keep sweating. Instead of throwing in the towel, use the towel, wipe the sweat off, put it on your shoulder and keep going. It won't be easy to finish that school. It won't be easy to get that business to be a multi-million business. It won't be easy for you to have a ministry that people want to listen to you. It won't be easy. It won't be easy. I just, I feel today that God wants us to fight. You have to be willing to fight for what is yours. Don't lay down and just accept whatever the enemy tells you and what your own body tells you, what your flesh tells you, what your bank account tells you, what people say. Don't accept it. Fight. You have to fight for your destiny. You have to fight for that promises. The Bible says when a prophecy is given to you to see it to come to pass, it's war. You have to battle for it. When God gives you a, prom- a, a prophecy of what he wants to do in your life, he's expecting you to fight. To get that in prayer, fight. Hold on to the horns of the altar and don't let go. Jacob said, I won't let, go, let you go until you, until you bless me. He said, you were here before, I didn't know it. Now I know you are here. I'm holding on. You're, let the day break. The day breaking will meet us here. The angel touched his sock on his hip and, and broke his hip. That man was still holding on to him until he changed his name. Are we willing to hold on to God until he changes our name? You have to fight. It's not going to be easy. Let me read Second Corinthians for you. 
chapter 11, verses 25 to 28. Just listen to this. This is Paul. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers from rivers and dangers from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts and on the seas. I have faced danger one man. He hasn't given up yet now. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers and are not. Amen. I have worked hard and long and during many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and I have been thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. And beside all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for the churches. We are talking about one man. Oh, he went through all of this, but did he give up? That's what, this is determination. This is it right there. That's the definition of determination. Refusing to let go of the call on your life. Refus- refusing to give up because you, you were stoned. They threw words of stone at you. They discussed, they gossiped about you. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm too tired. I can't. This is one man. First Corinthians chapter 4, 11 to 13, it continues. He says, to the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless, and we labor, working with our own hands, being revived, we bless, being persecuted, we endure, being defamed, we entreat. You see why he wasn't offended? You see what he wrote? Being revived, we bless them. Being persecuted, we stood our ground and we stayed on track. Being defamed, evil things spoken about him, we entreated, we pleaded, we begged, and we prayed for them. He says we have been made as the filth of the world, the obscuring of all things until now. That is, a, that is Paul talking. No wonder. At the end of his life, he said, I have fought a good fight. That was what he was talking about. That's the fight. And that's what God is wanting us also to do. Fight a good fight. When we hear about fighting the good fight, this is what he's talking about. The being determined, determined, having that spirit of determination. Of saying no matter what, no matter what, Satan, you, people will know I came to this earth. When I die, when I live, we're still talking about Paul today. People are naming their children Paul. We know he lived on this earth. We don't know people that lived at that time. Do we talk about them? This is what separates the chickens from the eagles. Right here. Right here. Determination. Refusing to let. There's a story of a dog small chihuahua dog and across the fence was a bull bulldog this chihuahua would go through the little crack in the fence go to the neighbor's house and that bulldog will 
beat him, beat that little dog, beat it. They will scream, and the, the, the owner will come. You know how chihuahuas are very shrill, they, they very shrill. That one will go and, and, and patch up the thing again. That little chihuahua will find another hole and go back there. This went on for days, bloodied, beaten by this bulldog, but this chihuahua never refused to give up. One day the owner was like, whatever. If you want to, I can't do anything anymore. I've patched the whole fence. There's somehow you see with the small body, find a way to dig underneath. This happened so much. One day the bulldog saw this chihuahua coming and took off. <laughs> he just started running. This poor chihuahua was running and the, the guy took a picture of it. You see this big bulldog and this little dog chasing after it. I was like, isn't that how the devil, that's how we should be with the devil. Don't give in. Don't let anyone intimidate you. You might be small in stature, small in your finances, small in giftings. You might be that one person that got that one gift. Fight with that, the enemy to make sure that your one gift becomes something to, for the Lord. Number four, you will recover all. You will recover everything the enemy stole from you. Your children will come back serving the Lord. Your marriage will become a template for people to use as a good marriage. Your finances, one day you will write a check with zero, 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 zero for this church. We are about to start thinking of building now. You will be the one to write the check. If, if, why not you? Why not you? You can recover whatever the enemy stole from you. We see this in the life of David. David had gone to battle with his mighty men. And when they come, came back, the Amalekites had come behind their backs and taken everything, their wives, their children, their goods, everything, and burnt the whole place down. And the same men that went fighting with him turned against him. Wanted to beat him up and wanted to, to do things to him. But what did David do? David, let me read First Samuel chapter 30, verse 4. Then David and the people who were with him, that's after they came back and things were stolen, they lifted up uh, of their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. The question is, how long will we keep weeping over the things that we have lost instead of going after them? How long will we keep saying, this has happened, this has happened, when we can go after that thing and recover it? Out of all those mighty men, it was David that now told you, the, the, high, the priest, bring the prophet, bring, bring the effort. Let me find out what God's heart is about this. They brought it to him and he prayed, which is what we should do when you've lost something. Ask God for direction. God, what should I do? Pray until you get a direction. Sometimes when that marriage has failed or, or the marriage is in trouble, God might give you a way to start treating your spouse completely different from how you've treated them before and that saves your marriage. You're able to recover your marriage. If it's a child who is not living for the Lord, if you go to the Lord and ask Him for direction, for guidance, He will give you what to do to bring that child home. But do we do that? No, most of the time we don't. And that's what I'm telling you God is telling us today. David got the effort and went to the Lord, inquired of the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 6 to 8, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. 
because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought thither to David the effort. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Will I overtake them, Lord, if I do? And God answered him and said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, underline that word, without fail, you will recover all. One thing I noticed here, though, when he said, will I pursue, will I, will I, should I pursue them? It feels me, I would say, don't worry. I'm going to pursue them for you. You've gone to a battle. You've been fighting. You're tired. You just came home. My son, sit down, rest, sleep. Enjoy a little bit. Let me, I'm God. I'm going to pursue them for you. Did God say that? No, God said pursue. And I think, if you think hard, deep about that, that's where a lot of mistake was made by the faith movement. This name it and claim it. Believe it, believe it, believe it, confess it, confess it, but don't do nothing. That's where they've cheated us. And I'm telling you today, you have to pursue. God will not pursue for you. God told David, pursue. And when you pursue them without fail, my power will go with you. My power will help you. And you are not going to fail. And when you recover it, or when you re- it's not some things. You're going to recover every single thing that the enemy took from you. So that's what, as believers, if you have a word, if you have a promise from God, you can pray, you can quote the scripture, you can stand in front of that mirror and, and prophesy to yourself, but when that is all done, start making plans on how to make that thing come to pass. Determination. That's what I'm talking about today. You don't just sit down. We will not, that will not happen to us. We will not just sit down. We are going to pursue after every dream, after every promise. We will pursue it. And God will make us recover everything the enemy has taken from us. Number five, failures will come. Expect to stumble, expect to fail, but that is not, does not mean that God is not with you. Let me tell you something, when you see a, a, a diamond, the diamond is not diamond when it comes out of the earth. It's a lump of clay and dirt, but it has to go through a process, a process. From that lump to the diamond we all pay thousands of dollars for. Pain, pain, failure is what does that for us. For you to become a jewel, the Bible says in the house, there are people, the Bible says, I think it says in the house, there are vessels, it says vessels. It says there are vessels of honor and there are vessels of dishonor in the house of God. There are vessels of wood. There are vessels of clay. 
And then there are vessels of honor. I, God forbid nobody in this church is going to be a vessel of wood. I refuse that in Jesus' name. We are going to be vessels of honor. And to be a vessel of honor, be ready to fail and fall. The Bible says the righteous man will fall seven times. You fall, you get up and dust yourself and you keep going. You fail and you encourage yourself and you keep going. Because for you to become that diamond, you have to go through fire. You have to go through pressure. You have to go through pain. I want Teresa to put Abraham Lincoln's picture up there. Let's see what, <laughs> when I read this thing, I was like, this man is something else. But listen, he went to war as a captain. They demoted him to private. When he came back home, he messed up so bad, they demoted him. Then he wanted to start businesses. Each business he started failed. In, 19, in 18, 1832, he tried to run, now he's decided to go into politics. That's where I start. In 1832, you will have it there, yeah. In 1832, he was defeated for state legislature. In 1835, the girl he was going to get married died. In 1836, a year later, he had a nervous breakdown. In 1838, two years after that, he was defeated for speaker. In 1843, he was defeated for nomination to the Congress. In 1846, three years later, he finally got some election. He was elected to Congress. In 1848, he lost renomination for the post. In 1849, he thought, well, maybe I should do something else. Applied for to be a land officer, he was rejected. In 1854, he said, well, maybe I should go back to politics. He was defeated again for U.S. Senate. In 1856, he said, maybe I should run for vice president. He was defeated for nomination. In 1858, two years later, he was again defeated for Senate. And in 1860, he was elected as the president of the United States. That is a man who has determination. That's what God wants us to have. That attitude of his mind, I, I, will, I, I will see it. We see somebody who, who did it. Who did it? Number six, this is, where we all, this is where we all need to really sit down and talk to ourselves. Number six. Don't mind people. Don't mind people. I'm going to provoke you all this morning. Do you know there are people that are waiting for you to fail? You know there are people who don't want you to become anything. And not, not even that they are laughing at you. And I'm just telling you, it's hard, it's, the, it's hard, but it's the truth. You see yourself as the woman, but they see you with the, as the woman with the issue of blood. That's what they are talking about behind you. You see yourself as Bartimaeus, but when they talk about you, they put blind in front of your name. They have labeled you. 
as, on, on, as hard as it is, and as unfortunate as, uh, uh, unfortunate as it is, sometimes those people are believers, people that in front of you, they will laugh at you, laugh with you, clap with you, hug you, kiss you, but like Judas, behind you, they are killing you. And so if you fail, you've let the enemy win. They have a name they call you. It's not the name you call yourself. You tell them you are Abraham. They still call you Abraham. You tell them I'm Sarah. They look behind you. They call you Sarah. Hello, Sarah. But behind you, they are calling you Sarai. They are not calling you what you call yourself. That's the truth. And if you lay down, and if you give up, and you don't develop that spirit of determination, guess what? The enemy will win. And those people, they are laughing, will become real. You have to say no. Don't mind people. They will not clap for you, but when God elevates you, they will do this for you. Don't expect people to do that for you when God is taking you up there. And that's why you are an ego. You don't need the pe- every, anybody to lift you up. The wind, the wind is what lifts the ego up. That's the wind we have, the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Spread those wings and let the Holy Spirit pull you up. All the naysayers, all those that are praying for you to fail, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. Let them talk, but you keep going. When you succeed, they will come and congratulate you. Nobody, any vision, anything you start, nobody's going to tell, nobody, oh Lord, help me today. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 37. It says, Who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? We listen, don't mind people, we listen too much. We want people to like us. We want people to send those nice texts to us. If you are that kind of person, you're not going to go much far too far with the Lord. Because if you're going to make it, you're going to be like Moses. You have to go to that mountain alone. Moses didn't go to that mountain to be with with the Lord when his whole face was changed and transformed and God gave him instructions, gave him those two tablets. He was all by himself. David developed everything he developed in the cave of Adullam. He was in a cave without light. Let me just give you us a few examples, maybe one or two. We might continue this next week. Still have a few things to say. Examples in the Bible, there are, there are so many. Wanted to pick a few. I said, let me just pick a couple, which I'll do, and I will continue next week. Of people that had the spirit of determination. They refused to be denied. The persistent widow. In Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 5. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And this judge would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, 
I will avenge her. Lest her continual coming, she will remain. Now, in verse 4 there, what he's trying to tell you there is that he would not for a while meant that this widow, this woman, kept coming and coming to the point that this man was like, you know what, please, let me, let's get... Let, let's give her what she wants. She's going to weary me out with her asking. She refused to give up. She was a widow. She didn't have a husband. It's not showing here because in those days, if you are a widow, you are considered the, the scum of the earth. But this woman kept, kept coming to the judge over and over and over, being denied. But she said, no, I will not until you, you, you take up for me, until you, I receive the justice that I deserve. To the point, a, a judge... Finally said, you know what, please, 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 let me give her what she wants. Because she's going to weary me out with her asking. That woman was persistent. Do you think she wasn't tired of going there? Do you think she wasn't ashamed of going all the time? So keep praying. Come back from work, you're tired. You're hungry, but stay on your knees. Your knees are hurting you and you wanted to get up and maybe watch that movie. But no, stay on your knees. Don't wait for the church to call a fast. You call a fast for yourselves. You stay up all night praying for yourself. Say, God, I won't let you go. God, you must give me what I deserve. You have promised me this, God, you must do it for me. Hold on to God, hold on to Him. Don't let Him go. And Jesus is saying, this is an unjust judge. This is not God. How much more when you go to God and say, Lord, I must see this. Whatever you need to take away from me, take it away from me. But Lord, I must see this justice. I must see what you've promised me. I must see my children serving the Lord. I must see my husband or my spouse with me in church serving you. I must see my finances turn around. I want to be the one to help to advance the kingdom of God. Lord, give me ideas, Lord. Give me something until I see a change. And you think God will not do it? So today, I'm, 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 God is not me. God is here to provoke us. God is telling us today that determination, determination, the spirit of determination refuse to be denied. You want a, a healthy lifestyle? Go for it. Even if you fail and you eat bad another day, the following two days later, start all over again. You've been in debt until now. The debt, all the credit cards are coming out of your, of your everywhere you, you are in debt. Start with the smallest amount. Put them all down. Lay it down. Say, God, help me to control my spending. Lord, I'm going to start every day. Put it before your eyes. Put it in your Bible. Start with the smallest one. Pay it off. Celebrate that. Then go to the next one. Pay it off. Discipline yourself and let the Lord give you scriptures. When you want to spend, let him, let him beat you up. If you are one that your mouth doesn't shut, you keep talking to your husband or you keep talking to your wife and bringing them down. You don't affirm them. You don't praise them. You don't encourage them. Go to the Lord and say, God, put a watch over my mouth. Lord, make it that I don't have to say everything I think. Make it that I don't use my own mouth to curse my wife, to curse my husband, to curse my marriage, to curse my children. Lord, put a watch over my mouth. We can start from there. 
It's not about needing money to do something. We can start on our knees and become what God says we can be by the way we behave, by the way we talk about people, by the way we talk to people. Determination to live a life that will become the light of the world. That people will see you and say, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. That marriage, I want my marriage to be like that. You're not the one that flow up the fuse. You get angry over everything. You can, you can control yourself. And you're going to be the light of the world. How are you going to lead them to the Lord when you don't even have? You're not calm. You're not, you're not humble. We all need God to help us. We all need God to help us. We need to have that determination. I'm going to be, this is it. And you can recover everything. You can get it back and more. Don't worry about, don't worry, don't worry about what has happened in the past. You can get it back. You can get it back. If you're ready to pursue it. If you're ready to pursue it. You can get it back. You can get that good credit score. You can get it back. You can get that loving husband that you, you loved so much. That wife, that woman that you fell in love with. You can get it back. You can get it back. You can get it back, Sue. You can get it back. But we will have to sit down on our own and say, Lord... Where do you, you know, sit in the corner and take a pen. Lord, where do I need to strengthen the area? What do I need to strengthen in the areas that are weak? Get scriptures. Prophesy to yourself. The prophecy you prophesy to yourself is the one that works better. Because when you prophesy to yourself, you yourself, you know where it's hurting you. And so you can pursue with determination. Hallelujah! Just stand up to your feet this morning. Woo-wee. I have so much to say. I don't know if God will make me stay on this. If not, we'll go somewhere else next week. If, if he wants me to, I will stay on it. I'm just going to do what he tells me to do. I know that some of these things, it's not good. You know, we are like, oh God, here she goes again. But listen, by the end of this year, you will see what God is going to be doing in your life and in this church. Do you know, let me just brag on God for a little bit. Do you know this year, on the very first Sunday of this year, we had a certain number of people here and I told our leaders when we pray, I said, there's a scripture. I want you all to be praying. He says, we shall not be few. We will be many, we will not be few. And that's what we've been praying. And you know our numbers here have doubled since January. And I'm not saying that for anything. The reason I'm saying that is because we need every hand here that can work. We've having people come, I mean, just coming in, wanting to do stuff, taking pictures, wanting to do the homeless ministry. We've had, where is, where is Annette and Henry? Taking the singles group, spending their money to buy flowers and, and gifts for single mothers and dads. We, I just had a young man tell me today, he's going to be taking pictures. Anything we need, I mean, 
People are coming out of everywhere wanting to help. That's Uni right there. Uni came the second Sunday in this church. She was going to be a prayer, uh, a prayer warrior. She was a greeter. She was an usher. Look at, look at, look at everybody that's here. Look, turn around and see that people are bringing. And God is continuing to do that. He will continue to do that. And so we need every hand we can get for the work that He's put to us. So I need you to be determined in your spirit. So raise your hands this morning. Let us thank the Lord. Let us thank Him for what He's doing in our lives. And let us tell Him, Lord, I am determined. I will not be denied. I will not be refused. Father, we thank You. Lord, we thank You for every man. We thank You for every woman. I thank You for every boy. I thank You for every girl. Baptize us with the spirit of determination. Baptize us with the spirit of determination. Father, help us never to let go of the dream that you have put in our hearts, oh God. Let it burn like fire inside of us, my God. Let it burn like coals of fire inside of us, God. Lord, I bless your people. I bless them this day. I bless them with the blessings of the Lord. Lord, may your favor run around them, oh God, like a shield round about them. Let your favor go before them. Let your favor be in their rear guard. As they raise their hands to you, let your hands be blessed. Let everything they touch prosper. Let everything they touch become gold. Raise them up as they raise their hands to you. Raise them up. Raise them up above their fellows, oh God. We give you praise and we give you glory. As they go this week, Father, let your presence go with them. Let your presence run and overtake them. Let your goodness, let your mercy be with them all the days of their lives. We give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.